0: The Retro-Gasmic Podcast is brought to you by Rosemary.nz, a one-woman business that designs and makes beautiful hot rod rock and roll and kiwi themed men's shirts. Hop onto Rosemary.nz and see the vast selection of fabric choices and designs. That's Rosemary.nz.
1: We interrupt this program to give you a bulletin just received from one of our naval units at sea. A large object traveling at supersonic speed is headed over the North Atlantic.
2: Once a normal, voluptuously beautiful woman, she drove into a nightmare of horror and saw descending from the sky...
1: Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen. I think something is happening.
2: I feel retrogasmic. Retrogasmic.
0: Retrogasmic. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back. Season 2... Episode one of the Retrogasmic Podcast. Thanks to our wonderful sponsor Rosemary, we've managed to get back on the air. Now, today's episode features the wonderful Cherry Divine, the princess of Australian Rockabilly, and we'll be talking to her about the Australian Rockabilly scene, the challenges of being a female musician in a male-dominated world, and all sorts of things from midwifery to choosing the right song for your audience. <laughs> which we know all about. So sit back. Grab yourself a martini and enjoy.
2: Ooh, I feel retrogasmic. You heard rock, a beat and boogie, rock around the top, See you later, alligator, don't knock the rock. But here's one beat, before we depart. let's rock and roll around the old podcast. So I could do the rhythm of the peep by the butt, on the jump and... I'm gonna shake it to the rhythm of the peep-pot, but oh
0: Kicked off the show with Johnny Cooper's "Piecart Rock and Roll" from 1957, which is widely regarded as being the first rock and roll hit properly in New Zealand or Australia. Um, Johnny Cooper started off as a uh, Kind of a country singer, really, with an acoustic guitar. He was known as the Maori Cowboy at one point. And he did release a couple of singles beforehand. He did a cover of Bill Haley's Rock Around the Clock. But this was the first one that really got some airplay and and could be considered a hit. So from one of the very first ever rock and roll hits in Australasia to a, a more modern tune. This is from those wonderful guys, The Lincolns, based out of Adelaide. Um, we've done a couple of shows with them. We did beach hop with them a couple of years ago. Absolutely lovely guys. Great band and the slickest looking dude you'll see. Always beautifully turned out, even first thing in the morning. You know, the full, full thing. The real teddy boy vibe. Lovely guys. Uh, this is a song called Travelling Man. <laughs>
3: stop dying
0: On the line, we have Cherry Divine. How are you doing?
4: Hi, Duncan. I'm really good. How are you? Yeah,
0: at, uh, we are all surviving the uh, the zombie plague, okay, over here. We've um, oh, that's obviously good. the same as you guys. Uh, there's no gigs in the book, really, and um, it's a bit uh, it's a bit tough to, to earn a living at the moment. Mm-hmm. But there's people far worse off than us, so you know, you just kind of uh, we're cracking on and, and staying busy. Hence me talking to you today.
4: Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so, it has been a bit of a, a, a funny old year, hasn't it? But okay. yeah, as you say, keeping busy.
0: Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's been odd. So uh, I, I, I see you, uh, you've been um, busy with the radio show. Um, look, look, just for people that aren't familiar with, with you, um, just give us a kind of potted history of, of um, what you're about, how you got into rockabilly, that kind of stuff.
4: Yeah, sure. We we only started about um, eight years ago now. Um, I actually wasn't really even interested in singing. Um, we did a uh, uh, started some rock and roll dancing and uh, started to do some just some backyard you know jam sessions. And somebody said to me, "You're you're quite good. Why don't you start a band?" So uh, what happened was um, a girlfriend of mine ended up with a brother at the young age of 32 and she asked me to do a fundraiser for her to raise some money to uh, tick off some things on her bucket list. So basically that's uh, how I got started. I started in rock and roll, uh, and, of course, I really wasn't uh, the uh, petticoat type person, so I moved on to rockabilly, and that suits me uh, a lot better. Um, And actually the anniversary of her death is in two days' time, so eight years ago, uh, in a couple of days. So, yeah, so that's how I got into it
0: so you you guys um uh re- record your own material as well as doing you know all the classic kind of fifties covers as well yeah. don't you
4: yeah that's correct so we've done uh, we've done one full album that was recorded with uh Tommy McEwen down in um, melbourne um yeah. and caddy town got we got signed with Caddy town for that record. We did another um e p uh two years ago when we went to vegas we just did a five song EP to release over there, Um, and one of those songs actually got put on the Vegas, uh, the Las Vegas common country CDs. Uh, That was a lot of fun. Um, And we're at the moment in the process of just finishing off our second album. So I've got one more song to write. I'm I'm writing that one today and hopefully we'll be recording. But, again, we can't – there's there's no one up here in Townsville where I live that actually can record Rockabilly properly. So for me to travel – I have to travel to record, so at the moment um, we haven't been able to do that, or we might be able to do that for a little while yet.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I sympathise entirely. Uh, so, so, tell us about mm. the, the radio show. I mean, we we always tune into your uh, your kind of chicks only sessions, which are just fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, we're saying with every yeah. other aspect of the music industry, it's hugely male dominated, which is. Not only ridiculous yeah. but grossly unfair. So it's great to to yeah. kind of get the other side of the coin and, and try and balance things out. Tell us a little bit about how that came about.
4: Yeah. So what happened was when um, we first started singing, um, and especially when we started touring, I noticed that there were, it, like you say, there's a very male-dominated. It's a very male-dominated industry, and um, there is a lot of really classy. Awesome tunes out there sung by females. And I thought, why is somebody not just doing all females, like an all female um, show? And so my husband and I sat down, and of course, my husband's my double bass player. So um, we sat down and sort of said, well, why don't we do it? Why don't we be the first ones to do that? So when we started touring and we started doing our our, our, um, covers along with our originals that we were only going to play. Um songs or songs sung by females that were covered by females. So that's how we started off in that respect. Um, and then my um very good friend Reb from Memphis Mayhem Radio asked me to do a radio show. Um and I said I'd do it as long as it would be it, it could be just females because I feel that there's nobody out there just from females. And there's nothing against the boys. Boys, I love you guys to death. You, you're great, everyone's great. I love it. But um, it's a lot harder for a female to make it in any industry, let alone the uh, let alone the music industry. And uh, you know, the, the, it's uh, I, I find it very hard in the respect that um, there's lots of female groupies out there that will um, continue to support male acts because that's the that's their genetic makeup. Um, but there tend to be not a lot of um, males that support female artists. So, um, um, and whether that be the, the wives behind them or um, just that they, they don't like female singers, I'm not sure. But I felt like there needed to be someone pushing um, and, you know, barracking for the females. Yeah, so so that's what re- I do now. Redressing
0: yeah. the balance, for sure. No, absolutely.
4: Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah.
0: Um, so where where can, um, where can people listen to your show I mean, I I know, obviously. I'll I'll put the link. Yeah, you know.
4: (laughs) So, obviously, I do Memphis Mayhem Radio on a Sunday um, here in Australia. So, that's Eastern Standard Time. That's 11 o'clock. I also play for Rockabilly Radio. So, I do a a Tuesday uh, show at 11 o'clock and then a Friday show at um, 10 a.m. And that's. Eastern Australian Standard Times as well. And then I'm also for uh, uh, Rockabilly, uh, sorry, Rockin' 24-7 Radio, and I have um, four shows on that um, station, and um, I can't remember what they all are, but uh, if you jump on the website, you can see the schedule. Um, and, and then I've just joined um, a local radio station here um, where I do a live um, show every Wednesday. So
0: um, so I'm
4: keeping myself busy that way, yeah.
0: Now, you you. Um I'm not sure if I've got this right, and, and it won't be the first time I've been wrong in an interview. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did Did someone say to me that you're you're an essential worker, so you're a nurse or something like that, and so therefore you're... I'm
4: a nurse, yes, so, you've so been I'm working. a nurse and a midwife.
0: Oh, okay, so you've mm. been working throughout the zombie plague then?
4: Correct, correct, and... And, uh, yeah we've had, we've been we haven't been unlucky in well we have we've been fortunate enough that we haven't had to go into lockdown and we haven't had any cases here in Townsville where I am okay um but yeah so uh but we are essential workers and uh might you know we've had to be frontline covid testing and um, things like that when it first started so um yeah but we continued to work so I'm fortunate in that way that I don't rely on my music for my income but um a lot of people aren't unfortunately
0: <laughs> yeah Look, um so how how is the the aussie kind of let's let's call it the, the a broader brush let's call it the the vintage or the retro scene over there so we include rock and roll mm-hmm. rockabillies the swing guys what, yeah. what, what's the scene like over there at the yeah. moment when it's
4: the scene really good. So uh, not so much here in, in Townsville and North Queensland because uh, we're a big pub rock place up here, so obviously I don't fit in very well at all. But uh, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, South Australia, even over in Perth, there's some great um, scenes happening down there. And when, when we're COVID free, um, there's some big car shows and festivals and uh, um, you know that, that really sort of get the, the scene pumping. But it's only a certain time of the year because obviously we're a really hot country. Uh, yeah. And so you can only dance uh, so much when it's really hot. So yeah, so we tend to keep it to the warmer, the cooler months. Sorry, yeah.
0: What, what about the festivals? I mean, we, we've um, we've been talking to the guys at I think it's uh, Cooley Rocks, and there's another one called Billy Rocks, Gre- yeah. Gre- Fest as well, and obviously there's so many mm-hmm. Aussie bands to fly a yep. Kiwi band over would be. Yeah, in a hard basket, but you know they, they seem to be the two main ones. But are there others? Is there other? B- yeah,
4: so, so I mean, ob- yeah, obviously Greece Fest is of our biggest um, festivals, and it's, I think it's probably the most uh, longest running festival. I think it's number the twenty second year this year for Lorelei. Um Curly Rocks went was Winter Sun, w- Once Upon a Time. Now it's Curly Rocks, and it's around about the June weekend, so nice and cool. Um, there is a Winter Sun Festival the weekend before that as well. Um, down south, I think you've got um, um, there's a Custom Culture Festival in South Australia as well. Um, I think that's around about um, May as well. And then you've got the likes of Ballarat Beat in February. Um, they're sort of spread over, you know, over the year a little bit. They're not jam-packed into one. Like when you go touring overseas, it's all jam-packed between May and July yeah, or May yeah. and August. Um, yeah those three months of summer. But uh, here it's sort of a little bit more widespread. But, you know, apart from the big festivals, there's always other gigs that you can play at. Because, um, you know, there's the big ant scene down in Brisbane and Melbourne and Sydney as well. So there's lots of promoters down there
0: so that, if, um, so you know,
4: will get you on board as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're hoping that if we get onto one or two of the, the festivals we can uh – um, well, if we do some shows with you guys, and, and you know, even if it means playing yeah,
4: definitely. just
0: playing some of the some of the bars and the smaller clubs, it would, it's going to be you know great yeah. fun, I'm sure. But obviously, we've got to wait until yeah. this uh, bizarre situation kind of somehow resolves itself, if it ever will. I mean, it's 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 an odd yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, linking into that, how how do you see the um, again? I'm going to call it the rock and roll scene, but just generalise. Yeah. How how do you see yeah, the, yeah. the the scene developing? In the future, because the one of the things that is noticeable noticeable in the UK um, and definitely in New Zealand is that it is an older demographic, and there doesn't mm. seem to be enough younger people coming through to stimulate it, mm. modify it, evolve it, and basically keep it keep it growing.
4: Yeah, I think I think there's a, there's a there's a culture around some of the festivals now that are waking up to that fact, and um, I think they 're sucking people in if you can call it sucking in they're drawing people in by uh, you know uh, drawing them with the cars and um, the art the artwork um, some of them more um they'll, they'll pop a psychabilly band or something like that in to sort of draw the younger crowd once right. the younger crowd are there they actually enjoy the rest of the bands and the and what's happening there as well it's just it's getting them there I suppose is the is the hard hard thing but um once they're there. You know, overseas in um, Ireland and Scotland, and even in Europe, there's a lot of young kids that go to those rockabilly and uh, rock and roll festivals over there. So I'm not sure what they're doing different, um, because the music all seems the same to me. But um, their their scene seems to be um, a wave of younger um, generation coming through. So whether their parents are um, influencing that or or what, I'm not sure. But uh, oh. we need to do what they're doing because
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. I, I mean, one of the things we're starting to see now, there's a couple of very smart guys over here uh, and ladies that are putting on vintage kind of themed events that are either linked to. I mean, there's the national uh, beard growing competition every year, which sounds a bit tongue in cheek, but it's actually a very, very well. Uh, run event and all, you know, all the profits go to a, a men's charity and and, and yeah. there's always rock and roll at that that's great there's the yeah. um, there's, there's a couple of very big um tattoo i mean you're inked obviously yeah. uh, as are yeah. most of us and um yeah. there's a couple of very big tattoo events now that have rock and roll as the kind of the um the music side of it and, and that seems to be yeah. working and that's a much much younger bunch of people so Same. maybe that's yeah exactly that's one of the futures do you see some of that in, in Aussie
4: it's starting to come through so Laura Lee did a couple of things like that she'll put on she'll put on a couple of bands that are a little bit more psychabilly or a little bit more um heavy rockabilly um which which seem to draw the younger crowd um, unfortunately and I know I don't know about the New Zealand scene but over here with the dancing scene they're not big drinkers because you can't drink and dance um uh, yeah. well not properly anyway um and so um for for festivals to put to make money out of these sort of things you need you need the drinkers unfortunately and um uh I think the young kids are doing that the, the younger generation are doing that you know they're coming through you can see them doing that so she yeah, she's got a very smart uh, head on her shoulders, Loralee. Um And I think, yeah, I think you're right as far as the tattooing goes as well. I think that's going to be another draw card because it's very popular now uh, here as well as everywhere else. Um, so, but yeah, I think I think it will. Um, it's starting to get there, but it's like everything; it just takes time, and and everything's just stood still at the moment. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. So. Um we mentioned earlier that you guys have released an album and an EP and you're, you know, you're currently writing. I, I, I want to play, uh, play some of your stuff. Um, had a listen through, and I, I, Brand New Tattoo, that's a great song. Ta- just yeah. introduce yeah. it, give us a bit, of, a, a bit of background.
4: Yeah, well, I think I, I've, it was written a little bit differently, and then uh, Tommy and I put our heads together when we recorded it and, uh, and made it so not so tongue-in-cheek. Um, but basically it was written because um, I'm from a very small country town where everyone uh, looks down on anyone that's uh, got tattoos. You know, you've either got to be a drug dealer or, a, you know, been in jail. Uh, um, and so people would ask me, well, you know, why do you have tattoos and what are they going to look like when you get older? And um, uh, and so basically the song was written to sort of uh, um, as tongue-in-cheek to those sort of questions that um, people were asking me all the time. So, yeah, brand new tattoo, yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Thank you
0: got in common is that we're both married to our bass players <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> so apart from the fact that you you've also got no room in, in any anywhere in the house because you keep tripping over double bass cases and yeah because he's, yep. he's got the soft case and he's got the hard case for flying okay. and he's got the yeah yep. and he's probably got more than one double bass
4: yeah no we, we he sold his other one thank goodness and oh, we've okay. only got one at the moment which is that yep.
0: lovely blonde I can see over your shoulder. It's very beautiful. Yes, yeah
4: that's correct. Um, yes. So, yeah, that's a blast cult. So, yeah.
0: Uh, how do you guys deal with um, living together, playing together, touring together? Because it does take a particular type of um, mindset. And i would be interested because there can't be many people like ourselves that do what we're doing and... Basically, they're in each other's pockets 24-7. How, how do you guys cope with it? I mean, I basically just do what I'm told, and it works. Yeah.
4: I, I'm pretty sure that's pretty much what my husband does as well. But um, <laughs> well, we, we, <laughs> So we've been together 32 years. Uh, the first uh, 20 years of our marriage was all about him. Um, he's a country boy, and so we spent um, the first 20 years um, basically living on the land and uh, living off and uh, hunting and, you know, and um, uh, fishing and, you know, all that sort of thing. And so when music came into our, our lives, um, uh, basically I said to him, I gave you 20 years of my life. Now you can give me 20 years of yours. So um, I've still got a few years left yet. <laughs> but um, uh, And my husband was not a musical person at all. He'd never played an instrument until I went to town and bought him a bass one day and said, here, you need to play this. Um, so, really? so he, he. That was it. Well, so what? Long, long story short, I had a band. We had four gigs one weekend, and uh, on the Monday morning, my bass player that was in my band quit, and I didn't want to cancel the gig, so I went to town, bought a bass and a uh, book, and came home and said, "Here, you need to learn how to play the bass," um, and he did <laughs> um, eighty songs in one week. Um, wow! And basically, it went from there. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, then I bought the double bass. I said, now you need to learn to play the double bass because I don't like electric bass. Um, and he did. So uh, yeah, he's pretty. He's a pre- that one. I, I, I'll keep him for a bit longer yet.
0: Like, um, ladies but and gentlemen, yeah, that, so, that is love right, right there. there. That is love right
4: there. He does. He does love me. I'm. I'm pretty sure of that. He <laughs> could have left a number of times, and he's still here. So
2: um,
4: I'm pretty sure that that's uh that's a given. But. Um, he, you know, it, it does take a lot out of us, especially when we're touring um, overseas because, you know, you're in a plane for 21 hours together yeah, and you're, yeah. um, you know, you're tired and, you know, you get off the plane and you get to the gig. And, and, and like our second gig in Vegas, we got off the plane, went to get his bass and the bass, uh, they'd thrown it on the carousel and it was cracked. They had cracked the head off it. Um, so we couldn't play bass at uh, our first gig in Vegas, and so things like that stress gets very stressful when you're touring, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but I, feel, I feel think like it makes playing... us strong. It's made us stronger, So Yeah. Let,
0: so let, let's hear. Yeah. Um, let, let's hear you guys playing together on another song. This is uh, shaking in my boots. Um, yeah. Again, give us a little bit of background before we play. it.
4: Uh, so I, I was in England um, on our first tour when I wrote this song um, and basically I just wanted um, a really like um, upbeat sort of song that people could dance to um, and so basically this was this was it. My um, guitar player was here in Australia and I was over there. He sent me the uh, rift and I wrote the song and, and this is Shaking In My Boots.
2: If I'm on my own Cause everybody's got something going on Shaking, shaking in my boots Shaking from the shock.
0: Absolutely fantastic so um, what would you what advice would you give to any young aspiring let's say female musician that wants to get into the scene wants to kind of uh, do what you've done and um, you know what, what would you say to them what mistakes would you say to avoid and, and you know how would you steer them in the right direction
4: Um Mistakes I've made, lots of them. Uh, playing songs that uh, don't suit the dance crowd, that's a big mistake. Um, picking your crowd, I suppose, is the biggest thing. So uh, don't play non-danceable music to a dance crowd. Um, you know, I like the up and up and upbeat, uh, fast music, so um, you never play that sort of stuff to a dance crowd of um, over 50s. <laughs>
0: um,
4: but just know your crowd. Yeah, so just know <laughs> your crowd and, <laughs> um, you know, when you play a car show um, and, then, and there's not many dancers, you can play that sort of music. But um, uh, know your crowd, know your um, know your female artists. That's a big thing. Like I I do a lot of research. I did a lot of research. I researched a lot of festivals Um, and networking is the biggest thing you network with everyone and anyone you can when you're at these festivals the best advice I can give anyone that plays festivals or tours is do your best when you're on stage but make sure you join into those jam sessions that are afterwards because that's where you really network and that's where you really have the most fun and make the most memories really do
0: Brilliant. That's fantastic advice. Thank you so much for giving up your time and chatting to us today. Lovely to talk to you again. And um, best of luck for the rest of this somewhat crazy year.
4: <sighs> Thanks, Duncan. You too, guys.
2: <laughs> gas me.
0: So unfortunately, we are getting near to the end of today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, if you fancy getting yourself or anyone else for that matter, a really classy bowling shirt, panel shirt, custom made to fit you, and pretty much any design you want. Hop over onto rosemary.nz, support this lovely lady. She supports the podcast, so uh, everybody wins. We're going to leave you with another Aussie song. This is Rusty and the Dragstrip Trio from Perth. I absolutely love this song. This is Cry Over You. See you next time.
1: An through. I don't come back or knock and yeah, you be forgotten I shed my last soul tear, baby there's no more tears for you You left me broken hearted You let me feeling blue Times are changing, times are fast you And I change too I ain't gonna cry over you, baby I ain't gonna cry over you I ain't gonna cry over you, baby Yes, you and I are through You ain't, you broke my heart in two You left me feeling lonely, you never true I ain't gonna cry over you, baby, I ain't gonna cry over you I ain't gonna cry over you, baby, I guess you and I are true. I Don't come back to my baby, I ain't gonna let you in Just so you can take my heart and rip it up again
2: make